You all remember Dr. Hans Kleindast, the Nobel laureate who helped us during the space program? Well, for the past 20 years, he's been trying to keep his face off the cover of Time magazine doing research. His field of research has been time travel. Time travel? Yeah, time travel. Well, beam me up, Scotty. That's very funny, Senator. You want to know what's funnier than that, though? I get the feeling he's going to tell us. The funny thing is, the good doctor actually did it. I thought that'd get your attention. Well, I'm ready, brother. What's about John Claude Van Damme time? Damn! Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. Always wanted to say that. Yeah, you've been waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Holding on to that Since one. Since the fucking 90s. <laughs> uh, yes, it is Van Damme time. We're going to get to it, but we're going to be talking about some time cop here in a little Hell bit. Hell yeah. But before that, how are you doing? I'm doing better, You're man. doing, doing better? Good. I haven't yeah. seen you in a while. Dave's, yeah. Dave's been beating you to all these podcasts. I know, right? They've been good, though. I've yeah, been there's been a couple in a row that uh, Dave has done, and we got another cool one. I'm recording with them on Friday. But we are finally back together. Any uh, interesting news on the uh, Justin front well, that's worth talking about? Or? I mean, I guess I can finally say that over the last few months, I've been stressed as shit. But <laughs> now you're not? We finally formed a union at my work or are on our way to a contract negotiation. So I'm fucking stoked and relieved about that. That's good. That, anything yeah. that alleviates stress, yeah. especially in your 40s, is, is yeah. a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, everything's did, going here. Uh, yeah, you doing good? Anything? I'm doing new? good. Nothing's. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping to get a new job sometime soon. Uh, myself, uh, I've been looking at a couple different options and everything. But other than that, I'm just been enjoying life. Had to go to, uh, had to go to jury duty last week, <laughs> which uh man, it was it was frustrating. They don't make it easy on us. They didn't give us. They kept us there until three. Didn't give us any food. We're, we're sitting on like church pews, and they kept the the. It was probably the coldest I'd ever been in Florida. Yeah. Like to the point where I almost put my arms in my shirt mm-hmm. type of cold and everything. And you know why they do that? Oh God. Just, to, I don't know. It keeps people docile. Yeah. Uh, well, it stops them. From I had been up be for aggravated. like 22 hours oh, when I showed God. up because I can't, can't call into work and everything. Yeah. And the, I asked the judge beforehand and she wasn't going to let me leave because they excused me twice before for that. Yeah. They're like, well, what the hell? I'm just going to be sleeping in the jury box. Yeah. But luckily it, there was a conflict with what the case was uh-huh. that, and it was like a car accident case. And anyone have any situation where a loved one or them were in a serious car accident? I raised my hand and I yeah. said, my wife was in a very serious car accident and yeah. she almost died from it and everything. And she's like, would that make you biased in this case? I said, unfortunately, I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Normally, I would be all for the case. I this was a civil case. I had been a part of a jury already for a criminal one. That was it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, but I wasn't working like the graveyard shift right. too. I was like, yeah. come on. There was some other guy there with his security outfit on, and he had been up for like fifteen hours himself. So yeah. I was like, God damn man. No, that just happened to my girl less than a month ago. Yeah, but same situation. She had. She had like not been able to make it twice, and I think yep. the second time she didn't notify him, and they're like, "You're gonna be here." There's so many people there that want to be there too. They ask her, "Who who's happy to be here?" And like yeah. half the room, they're only picking six people. All of you can leave. Yeah. Why don't, <laughs> or, or why don't let me go? Like right after I said I had a conflict, they yeah. should have said, "You're excused." Yeah. But no, I had to spend another four hours there, yeah. and they they eventually brought in food for the jurors. They kept. But for the 40 people they left, they just walked it right by us and oh, told us, you, you can go home. I was like, we've been here since 8 a.m. and we got excused at oh. 3. No food. We're all starving. It's Where like the crazy. fuck is Polly Shore when you need it? I know, man. What <laughs> the hell? But I have been able to watch some movies. I haven't been able to go to the movies. I had to cancel my uh, 
my Oppenheimer because uh, I was doing something with my girl. I can't remember what it was, but I had to, the good thing about uh, having the regal pass is you could just not yeah. show up. No yeah. big deal. Make the guy whoever was going to sit next to you happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy's not going to show up because a lot of people do that. I'll, I'll check the app beforehand and I'll be like, oh, there's people to the left and right to me. I'll show up. No one will show up. Yeah. I think people just pick the tickets and I think it costs you 50 cents. Yeah, it 55. costs you 50 cents. Yeah. Something like that. Uh Man, I, I bought it at the wrong time, though. I might have to cancel again because there's nothing. There's nothing coming out. Yeah. There really is nothing well, just until... Go, just go spend two days at the movies, get yeah. everything out of the way, and then cancel your fucking membership. Yeah, well, that's what Which, it is. Which, by the way, they're going to charge you the next month anyways. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I have to pay three months. That's what it is. Ahead of yeah. It. yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I think one more and I got the three months. But by then, the Christmas movies will be coming out and I'll probably go see some of those. But I just might have to just buy it movie to movie. Yeah. It just... And, it paid for itself for that first two months because I went and saw The Flash, I went and saw Indy, I went and saw Mission Impossible and everything. But, uh, And I wanted to go see Oppenheimer, it, and I still might because it's the only thing that's out there other than that. And the talk to me, Barbie, I can wait. I don't need to see it on the on the big yeah. screen and everything. It's I heard the, it's great, though. I hear it's good, yeah. but it, it's a red box rental, if yeah, anything. I'm so not worried I, about it. Uh, I didn't see anything in the theater, but I did see uh, one new release, one new release that came out recently on streaming made my dog shit list nothing had been added to my dog shit list for a while so i have three that i added to my very good list nothing has been added to my fantastic list since uh bo is afraid is still mm-hmm. the last one that's been added to it i've got a couple uh, to contribute oh but nice you go, nice. But you like go for it first all right I'll, I'll start with the dog shit one so i am a fan of wes anderson mm-hmm. loved rushmore loved the grand budapest hotel i liked uh uh, I love uh, Steve Zuzu and the Life Aquatic. I thought Life Aquatic was super fun. I never saw that one, but uh, I hear it's... Royal Tannenbaums was good. And I like that some one. of his early stuff, I liked Bottle Rocket and everything. But man, some of his later stuff, well, I watched this Asteroid City, mm. which is available on Peacock. I don't think I've heard and of it. And it's a complete and utter piece of gar- potentious bullshit really? garbage. It's so horrible. I've. I've it's been a long time since I saw a movie that I hated as much as this movie and everything. <laughs> they just tried to be like, you know, late 90s indie smart type of thing. Yeah. That, oh, maybe 10% of the people will, will appreciate this dialogue and everything, but yeah. we're going to put it in anyways. And it was just, it was stupid. It was huh. really, really stupid. It was badly constructed, badly directed. It looked pretty. I mean, yeah. all Wes Anderson's movies look great yeah. because they're like almost... They're almost kind of, uh, I don't even know how you... They're artsy. I don't even know how you describe the color scheme he's yeah, got for they're them, They're very interesting. and imaginative. You see Grand Budapest? Because I love yeah, that with yeah. Ray Fiennes. Thought it was awesome. Yeah. You, you know what Wes Anderson feel is yeah. when you see a Wes Anderson What's the other one? The Darjeeling Limited? Darjeeling Limited. Has there ever been a more of a one-note director, though? I mean, Oh, yeah. He, they're all the same. Yeah, he never strays yeah. off that yeah, type I mean, of thing. It's his formula. It's I guess. Just, but if, if the script like. doesn't work, then the movie doesn't work, and that's but, all there is to I mean, it. I would, I would I would love to see him direct someone else's material, someone else's uh, not have the same director of photography. I would be interested in seeing what he could come up with. Yeah. Because I, I think he's got a good sense of, like, fan fantasy type stuff that he could do like a really good kind of kids fantasy movie or something like that but man asteroid city not a single thing redeemable about it huh. yeah but if you want to watch a dog shit check it out might be your thing it's not my thing uh how about you what uh why don't you give me something that so you saw? um my girl and i watched uh it's on netflix it's a jamie fox movie mm-hmm. um called they cloned tyrone 
Never heard of it. I don't have Netflix anymore, so... Uh. That's a shame, dude. I, I'll have to give you a password or something like that. Um, because this is actually a really good movie. Mm. Um, was it John uh, John Boyega? Yep. I know, you're, I know you like him. Um, Kiefer Sutherland's in it. Uh, Jamie Foxx is in it. <laughs> so, Jamie Foxx is like an old school pimp. Yeah, you know, and for it's really interesting though because there's like a blend of like, is this '90s, early 2000s, or is this current day? Mm-hmm. And I kind of can't tell. Yeah, like it's it's a weird timeline. It's almost like it's all encompassing, you know. Um, but Jamie Foxx and John Boyega and um, Tiana Paris. Um, they all kind of find out about this like conspiracy theory that's true um, about like this drug that the government is putting in everything mm-hmm. in like black communities and they're basically testing them and shit. And obviously they come apart of, of some, some cloning things and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I don't want to go too far into yeah. it because it's funny and it's silly. There's also, <coughs> excuse me, there's also um, like a much deeper meaning there, yeah. you know, um, that I don't want to go into only because I don't want to give away too much about it. Mm-hmm. It was really fucking fun, dude. Well, that's good. Um, Netflix has been floundering for yeah, a while, I, so they needed something. Rarely do we watch anything on Netflix, yeah. but every now and again, and this one came on, and it was number one last week on ne- on Netflix, mm-hmm. and the trailer was really funny, so we checked it out, and worth your time. Check yeah. it out, you know. I don't like Jamie Foxx, so that might uh, be a problem. Really? It, <laughs> oh, man. He's, yeah, I could care less about Jamie Foxx. He doesn't do anything for me, unfortunately. I wish he's one of those actors I could plug into any other role. And you can probably do this with this role, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Like, that's the problem I have with Jamie. It's the same reason I have the same problem with uh, Robert Downey Jr., which apparently he might be making a shift now because people are talking about his Oppenheimer character and he's got another uh, movie out. And it, it might he might look back at being like, God damn, I wasted 10 years with fucking Marvel. Yeah. Or well, I could be making a lot some, of money, though. Right, yeah. I'm, if he, if it's a money situation, he probably wouldn't have a problem anyways because yeah. his his father was filthy. Fucking yeah, rich. but he's got that real fuck you money now. We're like, yeah. he can I just, think he had it before with his dad. Well, I, he can do whatever he, he wants. He had silver spoon uh, issues. That's why he was al- allowed to to be a fuck up. Oh, uh, and we'll talk about him more. Me and Dave will talk about him more for sure when we do the U.S. Marshals movie uh, that we're going to talk about on. Friday. Yeah, he just plays himself. In that movie, yeah, it's a it's interesting. He plays himself with a gun. That's the problem with Robert Downey. That's <laughs> the problem I have himself. with. That's the problem I have with most of those actors that yep. I have problems with. Yep. Is that they're all like kind of one dimensional, and I I really want to see like I want to see. I want to see one of these actors pull like a Philip Seymour Hoffman where he just can disappear into a role and you don't see him. Well, Tropic Thunder. uh, (laughs) Yeah, Tropic Thunder. Uh, All these guys have one of those roles. I have the same problem with Will Smith other than obviously other problems. Yeah. But... I the only movie I ever liked him in was that concussion because you couldn't tell it was Will Smith. I he liked did an him accent Ali. and everything. Yeah, even Ali, I thought they could have gotten somebody better yeah. than him. Jamie yeah. Foxx was in that too, so he probably didn't like that at all. Yeah, I, I don't hate Jamie Foxx, but it's like, eh, he just doesn't move the needle for me. He was supposed much. to do Tyson. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. then Hulu went and made another movie and released it unauthorized yeah, from Tyson. Weird. So they he probably were like, had nope, to put a, well. It might have been the. Uh, a good thing since he had his stroke yeah. and everything. Yeah. So 
And I'm assuming the one you watched was filmed before it. Because, I mean, it must have been, but it's new. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it yeah. just came out. I mean, those things were filmed years ago, probably, though. Uh, so another one on my very good list that uh and this was a horror movie i've been looking at, looking for for years and it just finally popped up on my uh my ebay list of movies that i uh i search for like disc only dvds yeah it was like five bucks and i i bought it so fast because i have a list of horror movies that i've been looking for that does not go down that list never gets nothing ever gets deleted from that list because i rarely find, find yeah. it and when i saw it and this is 1983's of unknown origins is what it's called and it was a movie about it's basically just Peter Weller fighting a rat through the whole movie. It's like a Tom and Jerry cartoon if and if Peter Weller is Tom and yeah. Jerry is the the rat that's fucking with him. Yeah. Just one rat. Yeah. But it's the size of like a possum. Yeah. And it's living in his house and it's living in the ducks and everything, and he's tearing the house apart. Like his his family had gone away for the weekend and it's just him. And you just saw this? Just saw it for that's the first so time. Weird. I, I Do you remember it? it? Do you remember from the eighties? I I, re- I thought I remembered you talking about it before, but maybe it's just... Oh, I might have mentioned that I was it was coming in the mail or something. I, I, I might have mentioned it to Dave on one of the last pods that I was getting maybe in that's the mail. It was, though, yeah. That could have been it, because I definitely had never seen it, and I'm watching it, and I loved it. I was like, this is just awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's Peter Weller before... This is like 83, so it's four years before RoboCop. Oh, wow. So he had probably just done Buckaroo Banzai, and that had been it that yeah. we knew him from. And... Uh, He's just so great and charismatic in it, and he's he's talking to himself, which wouldn't work with a lot of characters, but he's like talking to the rat in his house. He's like, right. I'm going to outsmart you. Yeah. I went to college, you know, <laughs> type of shit and everything, yeah. and it's very clever yeah, and well done. Fun. And people are coming over, and they're like, what's going on here? Nothing. No no big deal. Yeah, I heard a, I heard a great- Doing some remodeling. I heard a great uh, thing today that it it's not going to happen, but man, if it could happen, it would be so great. Someone posed the idea of a- Home Alone reboot. Oh, shit. If it was with Macaulay Culkin, but fused with The Purge. It's basically the new Purge movie. Oh, shit. But with them coming into Macaulay Culkin's house and him taking everyone out. I would fucking watch that. Home Alone style. In in a heartbeat. Oh, God, dude. I love the Purge movies. I love the first three, at least. (laughs) The fourth one sucked. But my God, that would be great. They would never do it, but oh, my God. It would be be, so funny. That'd be so funny. It's just a perfect fucking thing. You You know what that would be? And it was also another movie that I saw. Oh, good. Incredible. I saw The Incredibles. Oh, The Incredibles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You didn't pluralize it there. I was like, what's Incredible? Because there is a movie called The Incredible with Tim Roth. Oh, yeah. Uh, But no, The Incredibles. Yeah. You just watched it for the very first time. Yeah, it was really fucking good. Oh, God, man. Um, I saw part two, but I came in a little late, uh, like 20 minutes. So I missed the train scene you always talk about. So I got to go back and watch it. Number two? Yeah. Is there a train sequence I talk about? Because I, I, I don't even remember. To, oh, two. yeah. I, I didn't much care. Number two is decent, but it wasn't no, as good as number one. That's what you've always no, said. Yeah, yeah, number one's the one. Yeah. The, the scene I talk about, it's not the train scene, it's the airplane scene. Airplane where scene. she's going down in the airplane with the two kids on board. Oh, yeah. And she's like, this kid's on board and yeah. everything. It's one of the most tense like action sequences ever. Yeah, man. and she turns into the uh, like parachute. A parachute yeah. and everything. And yeah. oh, I love that first one, man. That is the Fantastic Four that it we was. It, oh, yeah, dude. That would be Apparently, awesome. they just cast Vanessa Kirby as... Sue Storm, though, uh, who she just got popular for yeah. the new Mission Impossible. And the oh, one okay. before that she was on, too. Super, t- you'd know her. She's like six foot tall, mm-hmm. blonde from Sweden, and she's like gorgeous, but she's got very striking features. And she was on uh, a couple of the Guardians, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. The, she was the one, gold, the gold woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's about to have her moment. And they're talking to Adam Driver as for 
Reed Richards, which, man, I think he would make a much better... Uh, I, they were not going to want to do it because they, they've already had him do... I guess they would probably have him do Reed Richards because I would like to see him play Doctor Doom, but I don't think they're going to put him under another mask again like I mean, they did yeah, with Kylo Ren. Be, it's very similar to Kylo Ren. Yeah, but he'd be great at He it, would be dude. great because he, he does that. But I could see him as Reed Richards also, so... I'm curious for that. So yeah, The Incredibles. That's yeah. a good one too then. Uh, I watched Lone Star. 1996 Lone Star was a phenomenal John Sayles movie that I watched once when I was younger and I remember liking it. So I remember uh, I remember enough that I liked it that I bought it like a year ago and I finally got around to watching it. And it's such an amazing like mid-90s murder mystery with super early uh, Matthew McConaughey, Chris Christopherson, um, Chris Cooper is in it and it's just a mystery about they found like a cop's body in the in the desert and they're trying to dig out who what cop this was they all think it was like this crazy racist sheriff huh. and it's been like 20 years since those incidents happened and it's the uh the deputy son who's investigating it. Chris Cooper plays the deputy that's investigating it. Chris, Chris, whenever we see Chris Christopherson or Matthew McConaughey, it's like flashbacks. Matthew McConaughey was Chris Cooper's dad in the mm. past. And he's trying to figure out, and everyone in town is hiding stuff. And it's, it's this great murder mystery type of thing. And it was just really friggin' well done, man. I forgot how much I loved it. So huh. if you can find Lone Star from 1996, definitely check it out. Do you have another one? Um, so didn't go to the movies. Haven't gone to the movies in all. No, Mission Impossible. I know, dude. You can't miss that Mission Impossible. That and Indie Man. Yeah, Um, those will not disappoint. um, Make it a double feature. We yeah, that'd be a very long one. (laughs) It'd be awesome to have that amount of time. Yeah. Um, the other one we uh, started to watch was the Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and we were about thirty five minutes into it, and it was pretty good. Um, and then the dog pissed on the couch. Oh, so we um, had to stop. That'll that ruin one. a movie. Yeah, it did. It did. So we watched Naked. Shia LaBeouf didn't ruin the movie. It was your dog. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so then we watched Naked and Afraid. After that, once we got that all cleaned up, nice. Yeah. Somebody uh, coming to clean the couch? I think tomorrow. Well, one last movie I added here, and uh, it just got added to HBO or Max, however you want to call it. Uh, if anyone wants to check it out. And this was a movie that I cannot believe I hadn't seen. It's because it was a mid-80s movie. Starred Russell, uh, um, not Russell, Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like a year before Big Trouble, China, 1985. And it was called The Mean Season. Have you yeah, ever heard of that? Never. And it was a, it was an incredible serial killer movie where he is a... Uh, it's very kind of like Zodiac in a way where he works at the newspaper and the serial killer is calling him. It's also a lot of seven elements in it and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> the killer is talking to him, only him, and giving him clues about the cases. And then he's got to go and he stars a whole bunch of famous people. <clears throat> Meryl Hemingway's in it. Joey Pants is in it. Tons of people. And Kurt Russell looks just like early Kurt Russell. And he's yeah. just running down the street after the serial killer. And really, really good. I was like, how the hell did I miss this? Huh. And I must not have played it much on HBO or anything. I, even I pulled up like the 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 poster. And I was like, well, maybe I remember it from being on the shelf at the video store. I don't even remember the, the picture of it. So it totally flew past me. So I was excited to see it. And it made my very good list. I nice. loved it. I think Dave would really enjoy it. So definitely check that out. And I had a couple rewatches this week. Uh, I'm trying to think, what did I just rewatch? Oh, we just, re, uh, my girl is doing some, uh, she works for like an anti-tobacco with kids uh, for a nonprofit. And she's got something happening in the next few months that has to be related to the game and the movie Clue. 
And I was like, well, wow. you need to rewatch Clue. Yeah, So we absolutely. watched Clue the other night and watched the whole thing. And I was, That's interesting. And she's making notes. And, oh, Professor Plum and Colonel Mustard yeah. and this and that. And, and uh, she's making the list of the rooms and of the, the weapons and yeah. everything. And she's got to change the weapons because it's got to be related to, like, uh, tobacco industry yeah. type thing. So you were you were killed by the industry yeah. in your bedroom uh, by the poison yeah. or something like that. So yeah. it's, a, it's a good thing. But rewatching it, man, you forgot how much of a banger it was. Man. Oh, dude, I love it's Clue. It's just so good. Just the other night, we were, like, scrolling through things, and Clue was on there. And I was I said, I was like, if we don't find anything else, we're yep. going to watch Clue. We're going to watch right. Clue. <laughs> yeah. I, I do that. I always want to put something I haven't seen in before, and that ends up being, like, Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. So hey, some surefire yeah. one that I know I'll get the joy out of yeah. that I watch. So yeah. that happens a lot. And Tubi gets me on, on those a lot. God, because Clue, Is Clue on Tubi? I don't think so. I Damn. don't think it is. I think you have to rent it. I own it digitally, and I own it, uh, a hard copy of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I had, and I had looked up some of the trivia for it, and apparently it's one of uh, Tim Curry's favorite roles he ever did. Sure. You could see why, too. It's so the much the fun. idea that they're not doing this as a theater play in every little small town, like yeah. here, we yeah. have a huge theater community here. Yeah. Why are you not doing Clue, dude? Yeah. It's right there. 100%. Just do it like that. And I didn't realize because. I didn't see it in the theater. We it was a big HBO movie back in the day. And we probably rented it. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, we probably rented it at the video store, and then they started playing it on HBO. But when it was released in theaters, uh, they only released one of those endings, and it was uh, it was random. So oh, every really? theater got a different ending. Oh wow! Out of those three endings, because yeah. if you watch it on cable or if you watch it on DVD, they they play all three of those Scooby Doo endings. Yeah, for yeah, you. yeah. But in the movies, they only played one. And you didn't know which one you were going to get. So you really? either got the one where Mrs. Peacock did it, yeah. where Miss Scarlet did it, or where Wadsworth did it. Yeah. And uh, and then you didn't. I guess you didn't know about any of the other ones until. That's one of my favorite Scooby Doo. Oh, it's so great. Endings. And ever, you can't do but, that. You can't just no. do that with any yeah. movie. So it it was phenomenal. I've really enjoyed it. I also watched Kingpin. I gave Kingpin a second viewing nice. this week, and I love Kingpin, man. Yeah. Talking about a movie you can't get away with now. Yeah, oh, uh, God. And half that movie would be no. Even yeah. the premise wouldn't even get you into the room. Ugh. So here's the thing. We got this Amish guy. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he had that big tattoo. Ah, I think something itchy on my back. He turns around, he's got a full back piece. Yeah. God damn it. So funny. But one thing they do have on Tubi, and they got a lot of, is a lot of Van Damme movies. Yeah. And if you were like me and Justin, you grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, you were a Van Damme fan, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it was with it was always in the rotation with every Schwarzenegger movie, every uh, Stallone movie, Snipes movie, any of those action, big action, Stagala movies. We, we watched them all, you know? Oh, yeah. And they were definitely some better than others, for sure. Oh, I, yeah. I could go down a list of uh, what... And we could talk about it, what we thought were our better Van Damme movies. But almost universally, mm. this one was always on the top of people's lists. It was either one, two, or three. Because there was Bloodsport. Uh, Bloodsport is Blood number Sport, one for me. Uh, Kickboxer. Yeah. Uh, Time Cop. Sudden Death was a, a one that everyone loved, the hockey yeah, one. Yeah, that one was good. Everyone loved that one. What was the one where uh, he had Double Impact? Double Impact that was... was eh, yeah, Impact, but it wasn't bad. Lionheart, Cyborg. Lionheart Cy- is actually one of my favorites. Yeah, it, they're all good. They, yeah. They're all like a C, but some of them, yeah. some of them all went to Bs. Yeah. I don't think... Uh, this might have been an A- minus for me just because it it, it did tackle the, uh, the time travel, I think, which I, think, I did uh, enjoy. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, however, but I love... But I always go back and forth to which I like better, Bloodsport or Kickboxer. Oh, it's always Bloodsport. Is it always me. Bloodsport yeah, for you? Bloodsport, Kickboxer, Lionheart, then Time Cop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is yeah. there another one in there that uh, would make my list... 
Because the later ones, after Time Cop, it started. He did that Legion no, Air one. He yeah. did, he, when he was like the French Foreign Legion or something. I don't think I ever saw. Oh, maybe I. No. Yeah. No. It wasn't was, good. Not until one of the Expendables came out where he was the bad guy in, was it two or three? I can't remember. I think it was, I don't even remember. It was one or, it was either two or three. He was the bad guy and everyone was excited to see him. So yeah. I, I was, I was. I saw the trailer that. for the new Expendables. I mean, it doesn't look <sighs> fantastic. But I tell it, you, there's one problem with that. What's that? Her name is Megan Fox. Oh, and, she. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it. It's the only part of the trailer that looks cringeworthy. Yeah. Like that opening part of the trailer where it's her and Statham yeah. and everything. I'm like, oh, you're yeah. going to ruin this fucking dude. Yeah. With, with it. And if you're going to have, I, I have no problem there being a lady in the movie. Yeah. But make it Michelle Rodriguez. What the fuck? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, you don't even have to think twice about, all right, we're going to put one, honest, we're going to put a girl in this movie in this role. I'm going to just say it. The movie would be fine without it. Oh, that's true. It, it would be fine without it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the if you wanted to put... Th- there is plenty of women that uh, that could fit into that role that w- that are good actors yeah. and that are tough, tough gals that yeah. could that could pull no, it off. No, she's literally... You could, you know, you just... You see her in the trailer and you're like, oh, she got the role because she's Megan Fox. Yep. Like, not for any other reason, just because she's Megan Fox. And, and they're showing yeah. her fight and I was like, oh, I don't buy any of this. Yeah. I don't buy it. These <laughs> other guys, I buy that yeah. they are tough motherfuckers yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, that's why Michelle Rodriguez, I don't know why they wouldn't have got her. I, it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. She made that Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, well, her I and need Chris to see Pine. That. Uh, her and yeah. Chris Pine were just so fucking funny in it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why Chris Pine's not doing more comedies. He's the Chris. He's the Chris Pratt that I always thought Chris Pratt was. <laughs> is actually Chris Pine. Yeah. Uh, because I, I I thought he was brilliant. In that he movie. was good. And uh, don't worry, darling. I loved him in that too. Yeah. I always like uh, Chris Pine. Uh, so yeah, you should definitely check out Dungeons and Dragons. But let's get back to some uh, some time cop here. So I usually will do like a quick log line uh, before I go into the cast and everything. You want to tell us just kind of a little kind of glimpse of what time cop is all about? Uh, I mean, time, it's pretty simple. But. Time travel is invented, and in order to keep it from being detrimental to our present, they yep. make a force of cops called time cops, and Van Damme is one of them. Damn, that was well, well done for sure. <laughs> All right, and the cast is pretty simple, man. But it, and, and there's only like five main main people on, in this movie, and uh, they're all great. They they all did a really great job. One of my favorite character actors is in this movie. Yeah, two too. of my favorite character actors are in this movie. So let's go Van Damme first. And I don't know why I was trying to think of movies with Van Damme. I got him right in front of me. <laughs> so Van Damme played Walker. Now I'm going to give you the list of his movies, and I didn't put uh since he got fired from Predator, I didn't put Predator on here. You've seen the images though, right? With him uh, wearing the predator yeah, suit it, without the head on yeah, and everything and you're like yeah. holy shit they actually had van damme as predator before they got That's that crazy. other guy in here yeah, the other guy did way better oh he did he was the same guy who played alien he's, he's like that tall black guy that's yeah, like seven he's feet two. awesome yeah he's awesome yeah. uh but a lot of people don't remember that Van Damme had his start with Breakin. I remember. Yep, Breakin, right in the background. <laughs> yep. now, I think he was even uncredited in it. Um, but, no, I think he I think he was credited in it. Well, they do that uncredited thing weird. They'll still list it on his IMBD page, but it will be parenthesis uncredited. I oh, said, well, you yeah. just credited him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I guess that just doesn't get you big money. <laughs> Which, if you notice, during that scene in Breakin' where he's dancing and you compare his dance to the scene in Kickboxer where he's dancing. Yeah. It's the exact same dance. <laughs> so this is all I know, man. <laughs> this is not my jam. So... Uh, yeah, but I have it listed here. See, I should just read ahead. Okay. So, Breakin', and then he was in Missing in Action with Chuck Norris. Wow, I didn't Both that. Both uncredited, huh. I have in parentheses. So, 
as far as credited ones, we're going to start with Bloodsport. And talk about this this banger of a run here. Mm. All right, so I'm just going to list them off. Bloodsport, Cyborg, Kickboxer, Lionheart, Death Warrant, Double Impact, Universal Soldier, Nowhere to Run, Hard Target, Time Cop, uh, Street Fighter, Sudden Death, uh, then it gets weird after sudden death. After sudden death, we get to so it wasn't quite time cop because after time cop, Street Fighter was decent. We were just happy to get it. Yeah, they could do a way better job with that oh, if, was, they, if they if they was terrible. They it. But I was glad it was. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's nostalgic. Yeah. I could still watch it and yeah. smile during the whole thing. Yeah. But talk about something. That it was is, like Mortal Kombat at the time, but not as good. Yeah, you know? they could easily reboot that. I'm surprised they haven't yet. Uh, then after um, after sudden death though is the quest maximum risk double team double team was all right I thought that was I saw in the theater man I'm a huge Dennis Rodman fan I, I have a Dennis Rodman jersey <laughs> in the closet right now from like 1997 I like Mickey Rourke in it and I. I I saw it in the theater by myself. I think I, I saw it in it was the theater great. too. It was one of the first Mandalay movies that uh, ever came out. Oh, it was like yeah, that short. I didn't like, that. Remember yeah. the one where the tiger came out at the yeah, beginning of the yeah, thing yeah, out yeah. of the uh, brush? Yeah. yeah. I always remember that from that movie. I think it was the first one they did. So he was slipping, but then after Double Team, he was like missing in action. Not not the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> career wise. Yeah. Until the Expendables 2 or 3, wherever it was. Now, Mia Sara played the love interest in this, and Mia Sara is basically famous for three movies, and everyone loves her for these three movies, and she could probably still make a killing at the con circuit just for these three movies. Now, do you remember the other two movies? Obviously, Time Cop's one of them. Do you remember the other two movies Mia Sara was in? No. Uh, Legend with uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. She was the girl. And uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She played uh, Sloane Peterson. Oh, wow. Uh, and yeah. she was amazing in all three of those movies. She was super young and legend. I watched the great documentary about it. And talks about her mom was on the set with her the whole time. That's wow. how young she was. She was like 14 or something like wow. that. Uh, but I loved her in it. But the two character actors that I love, one we we lost, I think last year we lost him, was Ron Silver, who plays the villain in this. Mm. For, never normally plays a villain in He's a movie great, and he killed it. Yeah. He's just charismatic as shit. Now I had seen him way early on and uh, he was in silent rage, the Chuck Norris movie. Then he was in the entity. Uh, Silkwood is when I started getting notice of him. I loved him in Silkwood. He was in a very small role in romancing the stone, but when he really got on my radar was the Catherine Bigelow movie, blue steel. Do you remember that from the nineties? It was Vaguely. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis was like a uniform cop. And the, the front cover of the VHS is her with her hat on and her uniform. I remember and she got a that. big gun in her yeah. hand. And at the very beginning of the movie, she is breaking up a uh, robbery at a convenience store. And Ron mm. Silver just happens to be in the store and watches it happen. He gets obsessed with her. Oh, wow. And just becomes obsessed with her for the rest of the movie and everything. Yeah. And I haven't seen it in so long, but I remember really enjoying it. But... The, the other movie that I really remember him in is Reversal of Fortune, which is the true life story of Klaus von Bülow. Klaus mm. von Bülow was a, uh, he was a famous aristocrat who uh, poisoned his wife, or quotes, poisoned his wife. Yeah. And it shows the whole story. Jeremy Irons plays Klaus von Bülow, and his wife was played by Glenn Close, and they show the whole relationship and the poisoning, and, and did he do it or didn't do it? And a lot of it was the trial. And, uh, What's his name? Uh, Ron Silver came on and played. He's a super famous uh, Alan Dershowitz, the oh, uh, lawyer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. He's kind of gotten a little crazy in his later years and everything. But this was back when he was young. Did he, he just and, die? Uh, Ron Silver did. I'm not sure Alan Dershowitz did. He could have. I, I mean, he's old he for sure. But Either it was a world famous case where he was defending. He was the defense attorney and he was defending Klaus von Bülow. And he got Klaus von Bülow off. 
for the murder of his wife. So that's kind of what made his career. And Ron Silver looked just like him, acted just like him. He, I'm surprised Ron Silver didn't get an uh, Academy Award uh, for it. But uh, then after... Uh, oh, he's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive? Okay. Sorry, bud. Sorry. Still kicking. Oh, he's kind of an ass from what I hear now, too. But uh, so Ron Silver did Reversal Fortune. Then he went on and did Mr. Saturday Night. He did, uh, obviously, Time Cop. Then he did The Arrival. Do you remember The Arrival? With uh, Chuck, Chuck Sheen, Charlie Sheen, the alien movie. I want to say I do. It was a really, really good. It was actually a, a lot uh, better of an alien movie than you thought. It came out around the same time as Fire in the Sky, but it was a little bit more cheesy and and a little bit more effects kind of driven movie, but it oh, was really good. I don't good. think I ever saw that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and they made a sequel to it too. I, every time I see the DVD, it always includes both of them. Like you can't, they can't <laughs> sell one without two yeah. or I can't sell two without one. Uh, and then uh, the only other movie I have him on here is Speak of the Devil is Ali. I think he plays, oh. I think he plays one of his trainers in the movie. So uh, now my favorite, this is, this guy's on my top 10 character actors. If I was going to come up with a top 10 character actors list. I don't know this guy's name, but Bruce I know McGill. exactly. Yeah, he's fucking great. If you're man. listening to this, type up Bruce McGill in uh, M-C-G-I-L-L. You'll recognize his face in a second, and I guarantee you've seen 20 movies he, he's in. And the older he gets, the better he gets. He yeah. is just so good. But he was killing it. I have a list of all his movies here. And talk about a list that you could retire and just be happy and one of his most famous ones for at least our parents was his first movie, which was Animal House. He, oh, wow. He, he was one of the, I think he was one of the uh, football players in it, and he uh-huh. had like a mustache in it, and he was really good. Looked very young. Definitely a different Bruce McGill than we know. But uh, so uh, whenever I hear him, there's one phrase I always say. Aiden and abetting, yeah. uh, which is his uh, line from uh, My Cousin Vinny, because he played the chief of police That's in My right. Cousin Vinny. Yeah. So I, I, think, I robbed the clerk. Yeah, I robbed the clerk. Yeah. <laughs> I think I love I, his laugh. I love everything about him. And I think my favorite thing about him is his delivery is full of cynicism. Oh yeah, you know every he gets angry really good well, too. But like he's he's literally like questioning yep. and questioning why the hell this is even a thought in your mind with. Every line he oh, delivers, I love and him. It's man. just he, he has a great tone. The uh, one of my favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes was with him. He was so good in it. It was the one where he he uh, he him and his uh, wife Terry Ga and Terry Ga <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bruno Kirby mm. were gonna fake his death. So they pretended to fake his death all the way to where he was in the casket, and yeah. they were gonna cremate him and everything. Yeah. And then they there was a whole scam that Bruce, Bruno Kirby, his brother, pulled on him and everything. And it was that's right. And then was, at the end, he's Michael like, J. Fox was a lawyer in the episode. I think Michael J. Fox actually directed that episode. No, I'm thinking of one where at the end, the guy is laying on the gurney and. It's like his... Oh, you're thinking of Abracadabra with Tony Goldwyn and uh, Bo Bridges. I guess so. And he's yeah. like, and he's like, uh, feeling isn't the yep. first yeah, yeah. thing to go. It's the last. That's Abracadabra, oh, man. man. That's a great, that's a great that's one. That's a right good there. one, dude. Uh, so let me list Bruce McGill's movies because I guarantee you the listeners know, know him. So Animal House, Silkwood, Wildcats, Club Paradise, Secret of My Success, Three Fugitive, Last Boy Scout, man. Last Boy Scout was a great one. That's the one he was in the, uh, he was having an affair with Bruce's wife. And oh, he, that's he right. Was Hiding in, in the, the closet. closet, yeah. And he's like, "Come out of that closet." The next uh, gunshot goes in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And he's like, "It was an accident." Yeah. You tripped and fell, and your dick fell on my wife. Yeah. God. <laughs> I loved it. And then he blew up outside. Remember, yeah. he got oh, in his yeah. car and blew up. 
Uh, my cousin Vinny, I loved him in Cliffhanger, A Perfect World, Time Cop, Black Sheep, Courage Under Fire, Rosewood, The Insider. I loved him in The Insider, man. He played one of the uh, lawyers that came in to fight Big Tobacco, and it was a great scene where uh, Wings Hauser played the prosecutor. Or played the defense attorney, and he was like smiling. And Bruce McGill was giving his opening statement, and he looked over at Wingshauser, and he screams, "Wipe that smile off your face!" Huh. Just like really fast. I was yeah. like, "Oh shit!" He was also in the Legend of Bagger Vance, Shallow Hal, Ali. I guess Ali's the the common thread on this yeah. one. The sum of all fear, uh, fears, Collateral, Cinderella Man. Loved him in Cinderella Man. He's the one that, oh, yeah. that gave money to uh, to Russell Crowe when mm. he was in there begging with his hat. Yeah. He was also in Law Abiding Citizen. He was one of the guys that was killed. Wow. That uh, oh, that's uh, right. He was like the, uh, the, the one of the attorneys. He was the top one. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he die in the car? Yeah. Yeah. In when the he, he blew lot. up all yeah. the cars. Oh, that uh, was fucked. Up. Love Law by Sitting Sun. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, Bruce McGill has been killing it for years, man. He I, was great in uh, Legend of Bagger Vance. I don't um, remember Legend of Bagger. I might not have seen it because of Will Smith, to be honest. I with you. mean, it's not the best movie. It's a Matt Damon, Will Smith golf movie, um, and it's just like an inspirational tale. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's good, and he's good in it. He doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of lines, but. Yeah. His character. He's fun. powerful, man. He's one of those character actors. You could just slip in there, and he just adds credibility to the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the only other actress in this is Gloria Rubin, who plays the uh, the partner that he's kind of uh, Sarah teamed Fleming. up with. Yeah, Fielding. Fielding. Uh, so she's famous for Time Cop, Nick of Time, Shaft, in Lincoln. I haven't seen Nick of Time ever. Remember I'm that trying one? To remember the Johnny that Depp one? one? Yeah. Where uh, Christopher Walken gives him like ninety minutes to kill like the senator or he's going to kill his wife or something yeah. like that. And it's a lot of jumping off buildings and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like and in the middle of a hotel and Yeah, shit. yeah, hotel. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing happened in the hotel. Yeah. It was fun. It was one of those late night, Saturday I night, 90-minute flicks. I think like title-wise, I get that confused with Red Eye. Yeah. I, I think just the two of them are, are similar in my Nick head. of time, Red Eye. I get you. I get yeah. you. So as far as crew goes, so P- Peter Himes, who is a very interesting director, is the director of this film. Uh, he's famous for a bunch of different stuff, and he, he's got a wide... Unlike uh, Wes Anderson, he does branch out to a bunch of different kind of stuff, not only just sci-fi, but he started with some cop movies, went to sci-fi, went to some horror and some action here. So what people might know Peter Himes from, he's from the... I just watched this last year. It's a movie, a cop movie called Busting with Elliot Gould, and it was pretty decent. And then Capricorn 1 was an old-school sci-fi movie, and then he did Outland, which was another sci-fi movie with uh, Sean Connery, which was decent uh 2010 uh not not in 2010 he did 2010 which was the sequel to 2001 which is actually a really great sequel a lot of people give 2001 love and not enough love to 2010 so you check it out it's really good with uh who was it roy schneider and john lithgow were in it now one of my favorite comedies of all time was directed by peter himes running scared with billy crystal and gregory hines Hines and joey pants and oh my god i love that movie man i watch it like once a year i haven't seen it in forever but uh, i I remember it's great check it out man he's also famous for doing the presidio narrow margin great gene hackman train movie great thriller man i just lent it to my mother uh he did stay tuned with john ritter and pam dauber did he really yeah which weird that that is the one that doesn't blame. if we were going to do a Sesame Street which one of these doesn't look <laughs> yeah. like the other that would be it Stay yeah. Tuned does not gel with any of these other movies even the movies after Stay Tuned uh, I watched Stay Tuned in the theater right when the movie was starting uh, the movie corroded 
right on screen oh, no. in front of everybody. Oh, it just wow. melted. Oh, and wow. we were like almost similar to like they do in Gremlins 2. Yeah, yeah. When, the, when it Hulk melts. Hulk Hogan's like, yeah, yeah. all right, brother. <laughs> I, I had to play the Hulk Hogan yeah. role in this scenario and go up front and tell him that the, I remember going up because I was young and I was like, I'll get this taken care of. And I yeah. said, the, the film just corroded in yeah. front of everybody. And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And they looked on there and it was, you could see it. It was like Carmel looking. Oh, like wow. it definitely did it. So we had to wait like 10 or 15 minutes was it one of the ones it might have been an, uh, there was another occasion where they had to move the whole audience I had done that before. oh wow I was in another movie I don't know if you remember that Flesh and Bone it was like a late 90s piece of yeah, crap with uh, Michael uh, J. White uh, Michael High White uh, was it that it was a it was a western it was like a western thriller was he huh. in that no. Yeah. This was a Western thrill, and I think James Kahn was in it, uh, and maybe Meg Ryan, I think, and maybe Dennis Quaid also. And half hour to the movie, the movie corroded. And no. they, they weren't even, they couldn't even put up another one. They were like, all right, we're going to give you all your money back. So we just sat there for an hour in the middle of a mystery movie, and I never went back and watched oh, it. Even to this day, I don't know terrible. what happened. It wasn't that good of a movie. So I was happy. I took my free uh, my ticket, and I think I went back to the theater that night and watched something actually good. Oh, I can't remember what it was. But Blood and Bone was the one I was Blood and Bone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all so similar. Uh, but after Stay Tuned, he did Time Cop, he did Sudden Death, so he, so he is responsible for one of the other good Van Damme movies. Then he did The Relic, which was good. That was the Penelope Ann Miller one that had uh, the uh, the yeah. monster in the museum. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was good. Uh, weird enough, That's Quentin Tarantino weird. just talked about that movie on his pod. He did a whole episode with I was it. literally just thinking about that movie on the way over here. Yeah, wow, it's that weird. is strange. Yeah. Uh, and he did End of Days, which is a very underrated Schwarzenegger movie. I love that uh, yeah, Schwarzenegger that's a good one. movie. I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, I own it somewhere. Gabriel Byrne is the devil in that oh, movie. It was yeah, so dude. good. I love yeah. Robin Tooney in that movie. Yeah, definitely. And Because Schwarzenegger had put a, a bunch of stinkers until End of Days came out. We were all like, Schwarzenegger's back, yeah. man. End of Days is awesome. It's evil. It's dealing with the devil. Yeah. It's awesome. And then he did The Sixth Day or something. You're like, ah, God, he had it. <laughs> he had it and he lost it. Uh, so the writer on this was Mark Verhaden, not Verhoeven. Uh, Mark Verhaden <laughs> is the writer. He also wrote The Mask, which I hated. Uh, I hated The Mask more than anything. That Jim Carrey one. Uh, I was too old for it. I think if I was nine, I was just about to say, if I, I was loved nine, it. I would have loved it. I loved it, but it was because of my age. I think I was probably like, I, I mean, maybe I was thirteen or fourteen, but I think I was probably like twelve. Yeah. Uh, so he did, uh, so he wrote The Mask, he wrote Time Cop, and he wrote My Name is Bruce, uh, which is the, not the old school 70s, They Call Me Bruce. My Name is Bruce is actually a movie about Bruce Campbell playing himself. Oh, and really? Bruce Campbell himself had to fight evil and everything. Huh. Like these people saw Bruce uh, Campbell's movies. Yeah. And, but there was an e- like a the, real evil in the world. Like three amigos. Yeah. So they just went up and dug Bruce uh, Campbell up, who is, uh, who is like an, an actor playing himself. Yeah. Uh, who had to go into that. The premise was great. The movie didn't kind of work as well as the premise did, but. All right, now what's interesting about this, so the cinematographer, I already mentioned Peter Himes and all his movies, you know, uh, Running Scared, Sudden Death. He's also the director of photography. Apparently, really? He does double duty on almost all his movies. Wow. He directs them, and he, he runs the camera department. That's crazy. That is rarely yeah. done, people. Huh. And so, and I'm wondering if any of these movies, so the movies I had mentioned that he directed, that he also was the cinematographer on, he was also the cinematographer on 2010, Running Scared, Presidio, Narrow Margin, Stay Tuned, Time Cop, Sudden Death, Relic, and End of Days. So basically everything from 2010 on in his career, 
uh, he also filmed it himself. That's so insane. Fucking crazy, yeah. man. That is wild. Uh, and as far as the composer, Mark Isham was the composer in it, and he was also famous for doing uh, The Hitcher, great horror movie with C. Thomas Howell and uh, Rod Kerhauer. Uh, Reversal of Fortune, which I've already mentioned, the Klaus von Bülow movie. Uh, weird that he's got that connect. But also uh, Mortal Thoughts, Point Break. Yeah, he has me just for Point Break, man. Great <laughs> soundtrack on that. Cool World. Eh. I enjoyed uh, that. River Runs Through It, Fire in the Sky, loved. Kiss the Girls, loved. Blade. And then he did a whole bunch after Blade, too. Mm. Love the theme for Blade, man. Just that opening, man, he gets me on, for sure. So the details behind the movie, September 16th, 1994 was the release date, so it was right in the summer of 94. I was, uh, was I up north? I was up north at this time. I'm pretty sure I saw this in a theater with my cousin. Mm -hmm. I'll have to ask him to uh, confirm that. The filming locations, all over British Columbia. The budget, $27 million. Now, here's the worldwide gross. This is why this was a big Van Damme movie. Van Damme has his audience, you know, but he, oh, he's yeah. not going to he's not gonna pull in big box office numbers. He'll break even and he'll make a little bit. But $27 million budget, this made $102 million off of $27 million. I was going to guess $107. So. Crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy big thing. Like, there should think, have been Time Cop. I think there was a Time Cop, too. I think it was like a direct-to-video one, though. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but also, I think there was like a, a little gap in between his other movies yeah. and this one. I think he disappeared for a little while. It's true. What was the one before this? The one he did right before Time Cop was Hard Target, which I liked Hard Target. I did too. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I don't know what year Hard Target was, but that might be a good lookup. Uh, so yeah, I mean, when you... when you, I, I don't want to say that Van Damme accepts everything that's happened to him, but I mean, you're going to have hits and misses in his careers. So, and this just happened to be one of the hits. So, Hard Target was 93. And this was what? This was 94. Okay. So, well, maybe there wasn't so much of a gap there. Maybe uh, it was just a gap from a good one. Yeah. You know, but but again, Hard Target wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but the one before this, uh, I guess Universal Soldier was, even Universal Soldier had issues. It was, I mean, I really liked that one. I also really liked Nowhere to Run. Nowhere to Run was good. That was the one with Roseanne Arquette, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that one, too. I just... I, when you go back and you rewatch these movies, man, I mean, they're just... They, they bring you back. You watched them all back in the day. So some of the trivia before we get into the meat of the film is... So that I had never known this. The film is based upon a Dark, dark Horse comic series of the same name. Who the fuck knew? This was based really? on a comic book. No shit. Uh, so the, this was one of the more interesting, there's not a whole lot of trivia on this film, only like five things, but this is one of the more interesting ones. So the virtual reality nude scene, yeah. which is one of my favorite scenes with Bruce McGill, where he, where he slaps the guy, we're, we're watching the, the virtual reality before we know what's happening. Yeah. So we're seeing the nude girls yeah. and everything. And, uh, all of a sudden you hear Bruce McGill's, uh, voice and he slaps the, the, the thing off the guy's head and he says, I catch you fucking that machine again. I'm going to, I don't know what his last line yeah. was, but, uh, it was a, it's a really, really fun scene. So some good trivia about that nude scene, the virtual reality nude scene was originally supposed to be a nature documentary about beavers. <laughs> However, the offsite film team got drunk on the evening of shooting and ended up in a strip bar. The next morning they woke up realizing that they had missed the bus to the nature reserve and had to instead film one of the dancers they had met in the club the night before. That's fucking hilarious. I can't believe that on a big budget movie that that's a trivia thing. Now, this could have been a trivia on our movie, yeah. for sure. <laughs> because it makes complete sense that yeah. we're like, oh, we're 
just going to rewrite this thing. We got fucked up and yeah. we're going to do that. But that we'll is hilarious that, uh, because that's kind of a make or break. This was an R rated film and everything. So they were probably allowed to have at least one nude scene, right. but that they had not planned for it. That's yeah. for sure. That's that was a great hysterical. fun scene too. Yeah. It's really great. Uh, so the, some more trivia. The film had a short-lived TV series in 97. It must have been super wow, short that I never heard of. <laughs> and a direct-to-video sequel in 03 called Time Cop The Berlin Conspiracy starring Jason Scott Lee. Who the fuck do? I didn't, interesting. Yeah, that would have been really interesting to check out, but I don't know. I mean, direct-to-video. Not that all direct-to-video is bad, but I had never heard anything about The Berlin Conspiracy, so I have to look that up. So Time Cop The Series had one season. Oh, boy. <laughs> in 97 yeah yep that's about it that's all i got <laughs> uh so three months after the film was released the film street fighter came out so yeah this was a big year 94 must have been a big year for him uh for friggin uh, van damme and the film marked uh, i had mentioned before the film marked one of the rare villain roles for ron silver the only other uh villain role <laughs> i mean you could argue that uh alan dershowitz was kind of a villain depending on whose side you were on that case but uh the other villain was definitely blue steel that was done four years earlier so mm-hmm. yeah we lost him super young i don't know if it was cancer or whatever uh we lost oh, really? I didn't ron so- that. let me look up ron silver real, real quick while we talk yeah because so the meat of this movie is obviously time travel yeah and which is great on I, I, its own. The the Civil War scene it, it's just oh, so yeah, great, dude. man. It's so and, cool. And we might we could talk even out of order with this and everything. Let's talk that because that was the beginning of the movie, right? Was that the beginning? Um, it was in the beginning. I, I don't know if it was fifteen minutes in or ten minutes, you know. But it, it all it, it was there to establish. I know it was in the very beginning of the movie. It might not have been the opening sequence, but it was what they. They went from that to the Senate hearings, that right. those private quarter Senate hearings yeah. right afterwards. Uh, and that's so why don't you tell us a little bit about that civil war scene? Because it was it's one of those things if you're a if you're like a dorky screenwriter, it, it's the perfect scene to write. Because oh, it's yeah. one of those things like, all right, we're writing time travel. We want these guys to go back with the purpose of making money. Right. What would they do? Yeah. And and yeah, so you know, it's a rainy day on a, a you know, a mountainous trail. And these, you know, there's a, conf- I think they were Confederates. Um, Esophagus cancer. That's ooh, what killed Ronson. That sucks. Um, these Confederate soldiers are, you know, bringing gold to General Lee. Yep. Um, and this guy is just standing on the trail. And so right they in the middle stop, of the street. Yep, yep. And it's just him, you know, and, and they stop the little, you know, uh, carriage and everything. And. He basically says, give me your gold. Yeah, you know, and in a very like confident way. Yep. I'm thinking you've got General Lee's gold there. Yep. I want that gold. Yep. You're going to give me that gold. And the guy says, buddy, there's five of us. Yep. You know what I mean? And he's just got his arms in his coat because it's just pouring down rain. Yep. And he just pulls out two like futuristic laser guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just cuts all of them down. And one thing I noticed when when watching this he didn't hit a single horse. <laughs> Damn good. He is good. Um, you know, and then boom, they're in present day with, and, and just by him having the guns, you're like, yeah. oh shit, you know, like. And then when they cut to the Senate meetings, it's a really great sequence. I love that sequence where uh, they just have, it's just filled with great AI characters. I didn't mention Kenneth Welsh in it, but he was one of the main guys that they're talking to. Mm. And that black guy who's like serving it, uh, serving it up to them as this is what's going on. And mm. like this coin was found. So we know 
know that he says time travel exists yeah. and it's about and it's exists for a little while now and now it's become an issue and now we're going to need you guys to start uh, be like oversight it, we need oversight and we need a police force and it's going to be run by Bruce McGill and uh, we need a senator who is going to uh, spearhead the whole thing and Ron Silver boom yep. I'll do it I'll do it yep. he, mm-hmm. he immediately jumps at it because he is the up and coming senator who is just looking at his future and he realizes oh boy I'm going to be able to do some shit here can't wait to be president can't wait to be president and if you have like flexible morals like Ron Silver has he yeah. is going to be able to to wrangle this time travel thing in I'll tell you there was a couple of things that like uh, effects wise that I really enjoyed about this movie Um, one was the ripple that they made when they moved from one timeline to another dude I rewatched this and it wasn't 94 too I mean it wasn't bad no it's not bad at all um, also, with these these time travel movies, they're always going to add a couple elements to them of their own, and yeah. like the the don't physically touch each other. That's of all the time travel oh. movies, that is probably one of my favorite effects. That, Especially and, Ron Ron Silver sells it because he's like, "Don't touch me, yeah. don't or what are you doing here? Yeah. You're not supposed to be here." Oh, God. Like, that's a really jumping ahead. But, yeah. Uh, um, but also, I liked how. Um, you know, like they did in Looper, but mm-hmm. this was 30 years before Looper. Oh, with the... Yeah, yeah. with the scar with on the his scar. face. As, you know, and in Looper, they're like cutting things off and things just start oh, disappearing. That scene in Looper, man. Oh, Ooh, that's dude. when you realize you're watching something different. Is so when it good, happens, dude. you're yeah. like, holy shit, what's what? going on here? Right. Oh, oh, so I gotta rewatch yeah. that movie. I, yeah. I got a little Looper crazy There's, when it first came out. I watched it like three times and I, they got sick of it. There are times, though, like where I'm thinking about that movie and I'll just be like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go to YouTube and just watch that scene. Yeah, yeah. You know it's what I mean? an amazing it's scene. It's so well done. Even in this, because we, you you see Ron Silver interacting with himself when he's younger at some point in the movie, and, and then yeah, the younger self gets hit in the head, and a scarf forms on the older one, and you're yeah. like, oh, that's just brilliant, yeah. man. That's just one of those things for for movie service to your uh, to yeah. the, to the viewer. You're just like, ah, oh, I love that. And it's not one of those things where he gets kicked in the face, and in the next scene. The guy has a scar. No, it was they immediate. They show it form, form. on his face. Zzz, right you know? on his face. Like, You're oh, like, oh, that's so great. Yeah. It, they did a really good job with that in Frequency, the movie Frequency with oh, Dennis Quaid. I saw that one. Oh, time travel movies, dude. You need to see Frequency. It's oh. it's high up there. Really? Yeah. Jim Caviezel, uh, Dennis Quaid. Uh, who else? Oh, is that's in that the movie? one where they talk about the, on, on the, the ham CD. radio when they yeah. talk on the ham radio. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. man, because there's some scenes with that at the uh, at the end where he he shoots one guy and he puts his hand, the guy puts his hand up and blows his hand right off with the shotgun. Yeah, and you see the older version's hand just melt into really? a, into a stub. Wow. And you're like, oh shit, that's so, awesome. Yeah, I guess the one of the original ones was Time Cop. So I love how they did the time travel because. A lot of times these days it's done with portals or it's done with just the individual yeah. moving and everything. This back in the day, it was still like a they crash went, test dummies type and, situation. And back like to the future almost. style, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 88 miles an 80, hour. Basically 88 miles an hour towards that wall. And yeah. uh, if you don't, if it doesn't work, then you splatter on the fucking thing. Why have that wall there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Extend a little bit. Yeah. Extend it just a tad. I mean, come on, dude. So it, what we're seeing here, though, is it's all centered around this one sequence with his wife on this one night. Yeah. You know, so we get to see... Uh, Which he doesn't learn for 10 years. Yeah. He doesn't realize that it actually has a very big significance. So at the beginning of the movie, we see 
Jean-Claude Van Damme go to the mall, meet mm. his wife there. They have kind of a tender moment together. They go home. Uh, they, they make love. They, he, he gets called in for work yeah. and everything. And while he's downstairs, there's a, there's a break-in at well, his house. So he's walking out the front door. Yeah, at the front door. And, and he somebody, opens the door and, and somebody hit. hits him with the butt of a gun and just yep. knocks him out and immediately goes in and goes after his wife. Yep. You know? And then as his wife, you see his wife screaming and then the whole house just Blows up. Yeah, well, and they shot him twice. Yep, they shot him twice. The whole house blows up, and now, boom, Van Damme's uh, life is turned upside down. The only thing that uh, is questionable that he didn't... uh, I guess it just proves how good of a cop he is Mm. for not... Ever wanting to go, to go back. back and fix that whole situation. And people, yeah. Even his new cop, his new partner, Exxon, he says, you never thought of going back and everything? He's not allowed. Yeah. It's not allowed. This is the this is the job. Yeah. You don't go back and you don't fuck with things. My whole job is to go back and do it. One of the best sequences in the movie is when he goes back and uh, catches that guy who goes back to, to like the, the 20s, to the 20s yeah. when the stock market oh, is crashing. Yeah. And while the stock market is crashing and everyone is off killing himself, he's buying. He's the only one buying stocks because he knows. Yep. In the future, these companies will actually bounce back, yep. and he'll make money off of them and everything. Millions and millions yep. and millions of dollars. So he, he's got his feet up, and he's like, buy a bunch of this, or buy a yeah. hundred of this stock. And they're like, 000. are you sure? He said, trust me, I have a feeling about the future. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see the ripple on the other side of the room, and it's Van Damme walks yep. through the ripple, and he's like, and uh, this guy used to be with the Time was, Cop people. It was his partner. It was his partner, yeah. and he's like, I gotta bring you back. He's like, I can't come back. He's like, sorry, this is how it's gonna work. And... Uh, uh, the the guy jumps out the fucking window and Van Dam grabs him and like pulls him back. Yeah, and he immediately is at like a trial. This is a cool. But concept. it's a great uh, trial. And it's uh, it goes to the uh, almost the judge dread type situation yeah. where you're, you're the judge jury and execution, and it gets uh, your penance is like immediate, immediate type of thing. So they show the guy in front of the judge. We find that you have uh, violated time code. Uh, slash this and that and everything, and we're gonna remand you to. Uh, I don't even know what they say. Your punishment is yeah, death your punishment to be is carried death. out immediately. And then they just click a button and they send him back to that exact moment they grabbed him, and he is gonna go back down, uh, falling from like the third uh, or the twenty-story building or yeah. something like that. I love the it cop was, at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow could have been a brighter day. Well, and the other thing too is, is when they're jumping. At first, they're on the way down, and yeah. he gets him, and they go through the portal, but they show everybody underneath, and they just disappeared, you know? And yeah. the cop's like, holy mother Mary, you know? Yeah, they all they all thought something crazy happened, but they only have that thought for a split second because the the judge sends them back before that moment yeah. and just has them fall, oh, and gosh. my God. God, it was a great sequence, It, really it was, was a really great, yeah. great sequence. When you break the movie down, it's... it's and there's an... Obviously, an awesome sequence when Ron Silver goes visits his younger self, and it, he's he plays two totally different characters. The oh, other yeah. character is very green and doesn't know what the hell is going on. He even jokes with him, "Hey, hey, uh, stop with the cookies and yeah, lay the, off the candy, bars. lay off the candy bars, will yeah. you?" Uh, type of deal. But he's telling telling him what he has to do and everything like that, and he sets the boundaries. You know, don't touch me. You yeah. can't uh, be in the same spot at the Mat- same time. Same matter can't occupy the same space. Yep. And then, then shit gets hairy when uh, they put a new partner with Van Damme. Yeah, she's like internal affairs. Yeah, turns out to I mean, spoiler: we we realize everyone's uh, we're hoping everyone's watched this movie. Also, before. this was released in 1993. That's true. So, too. <laughs> oh, you've had some time. Uh, 94, man. Come yeah, on, okay, come on. sorry, I, sorry. Uh, sorry. It might not be. The, yeah, 
so yeah but the the partner turns out to be dirty yeah turns Which, out to be i mean you know you see it coming a mile away but the timing on it is pretty good because that's when he goes back um what's his name the ron silver yeah, yeah. goes back and meets himself originally and yeah. stops himself from doing a deal that would make him Sell the company. Yeah. yeah. And also in the future, then he would have all the money he needs in order to be able to, you know, run yep. the campaign. Um, and He's so, basically financing his presidential campaign by stealing from General Lee and everybody else that yeah, he could possibly do. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, but that's when Van Damme, you know, gets yeah. him. And there's a good like switch off where she's the partner there because yep. she gets his back. He slides down the pole, mm. you know, and then he's got his gun on him and then she turns his gun on him and yep. he's fucked. And it's just like, Oh man, like, ah. but then when he goes back, that's when things are changed, which you get that kind of back to the future two element in it yeah. where Bruce McGill's like, we were friends in the past, best yeah. friends yeah. <laughs> and everything because Bruce McGill is like, uh, he comes back and saying, hey, the senator is dirty and the senator is dirty. He's like, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, this guy's about to be president. This guy's about to be president. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And he's like, you got to trust me. And I, Being that their job is dealing with time travel and everything, I mean, it didn't take hard convincing because of probably that, you yeah. know, because obviously this was a scenario that you think could happen. If it's someone- funny because like while I was watching that part, I was thinking to myself, like, although it could still be an infinite number of things, you would think they would have some kind of protocol that if somebody came back and was like, yeah, everything's changed. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Code like, word. Tippy toes. Tippy toes. You know, something <laughs> like something. You know? But I, it was good that at least he threw some stuff at Bruce McGill to let him know. He's like commented about his wife's cooking and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, the goulash is too it, salty. It's too salty yeah. and everything. And but, he kind of gave a smile to him. Also, the guy that um, was watching the the girl on the headset, yeah. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. who was Ricky in the movie. Yeah, um, he kept calling him Ricky, and in this timeline, he was all like clean shaven, clean shaven and had got his a hair suit pulled on, back, yeah. had a suit on, you know. And he kept calling him Ricky, and at one point, he goes, "Would it kill you to call me Richard?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like because it was just a completely different thing. That's hilarious. It was really neat. Uh, but what it really does is it comes full circle all to that scene at the mall. And that's what makes it great, man. When, when they've established the scene that the audience has seen and then, then we get to throw a loop on it in a little way where we see the people watching him yeah. at the mall. Yeah. And we see that we know what's going to happen that night. And then to have... Uh, and then for... Van Damme to have the realization, holy shit, that night that changed my entire life is kind of the crux to what is happening here. Yeah. It's just wild that he, he didn't know forever why his wife was killed, thought it was a random break in yeah. and something horrible had happened. And now he realizes, holy shit, that was all to keep him from doing this thing that's, that's happening right now with the senator. Yeah. And I love the scene where Mia Sarah, because they did this playful thing where she's looking into the jewelry store and he puts his hand, he shows up behind her. Does he even put her hands on her eyes? I can't remember. No, I think he just he, shows up behind he her. He just asks the time and they have like they a have this flirty clever, like flirty conversation. Yeah. But when she turns around this, time he's aged he's well, different she doesn't make it to the store yet he yeah. catches her, oh that's right he, he catches, catches her a little that. bit early yeah. so that she can still make it he like grab her and pulls her in like to the back hall yeah or and something she's like, like who the hell are you he's, you yeah. know and he has to convince i mean she her recognizes him but obviously what 10 years later something's wrong with you yeah why do you um, look like shit yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. fuck you you should see you yeah <laughs> you should really see yourself. Yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah Magnitude. and so <laughs> so he basically tells her you know hey this is something's going on. Yep. My job that I told you today that I'm taking is in time travel and yep. it's been 10 years and 
I'm back here and you need to make sure you do everything the same. Yep. Know that I'm here, but don't tell me that I'm here. Yeah, yeah. You know? And um, she goes along with it, you know? And, yeah. and then that whole end sequence, man, where Ron Silver shows up at the house. Yeah. And Ron Silver's so goddamn confident, man. Oh, dude. He's like, I got this. I rule the time. Yeah. You know? And I can go wherever I want and I can do whatever I want and I'm about to erase you from fucking history. Yeah. And all of a sudden, fucking the Other younger, one. the younger Ron Silver walks through the door with a bandage, and, on, with his a bandage on his face, yeah. and you realize Van Dam had called him mm-hmm. and everything and told him to be here because Ron Silver was like, "This isn't right. Why are you here?" He says, "You called me. You told me to be here." You, yeah. And he's like, "You fucking idiot! You're yeah. not supposed to be here. Oh. You're, you're gonna fuck everything up." And then, oh man, when uh, when Van Dam throws him at him, oh yeah, and their bodies touch and they do this crazy like Brian Yakuza like fusion from like society or something like that. It reminds me it was crazy. It reminds me of in Blade when he stabs those people with the blue stuff that the girl makes. Yeah. And they get all like just stretchy and And then gel like and and then just turn into like a puddle of ooze. Dude it is one of my favorite bad guy endings of all time. And like and it's so good that if you're talking about a, 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 a time travel movie, not this one, yeah. if you bring it up, you can't say what it is because you don't want to ruin it for yeah. somebody. If they're, you know, if it's a side conversation and they've never seen it, you've seen this, you know, already. That's why you're listening to this. Pod. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And, but I, I know that we've had discussions on this and yeah. we've been like time cop ending. Yeah. Time you know, cop, and, you, man. and you can't say you know the description of it mm-hmm. but it is it is fucking cool and i remember it, back in the day being fucking amazed yeah. at, at what they did with that they they gave you everything you wanted in this movie you know when you're when you're going into time travel movies the bar has been set super high with Back to the Future. Yeah. I mean, it's the best time travel uh, group of movies of all time. And we could we could even name a list with Looper and Time Cop. And I even like Time After Time I've talked about on the thing. That's yeah. where H.G. Uh, Wells goes back to stop uh, Jack the Ripper yeah. from the 80s from killing people. And it was really fun. I just, I'm a sucker for time travel movies. And I'm a sucker for time travel movies that are done well. Mm-hmm. You know, because every once in a while, they when they hit all those notes, like you got to see your younger self. You got to see where your life has changed in this dimension composed of that uh, dimension. <laughs> to be honest, Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub really Time Machine did great. Yeah. I love the, both the time, Hot yeah. Tub Time Machines. They're, I really, really enjoyed. It. Yeah. So I'm a sucker for them, and I'm surprised they don't do more time travel. I wrote a time travel script myself, but no, I mean, obviously the industry is kind of shit now <laughs> and everything, but I always have dreams that that sucker will get sold because I, I just love time travel, man. It's just so clever when you can put those things in there. Like I said, it's like audience service, you know? Oh, it the, is. If, if you are starting a list, of, all right, we're doing a time travel movie. What kind of time travel elements do we want in our time travel yeah. movie? And what, and what can the... you bring to it that's not been done in the other movies? Movies, yeah, you know, because obviously Doc Brown always told us you don't want to encounter yourself because of the interactions. But there was nothing said about if you guys happen to touch, yeah, you're going to turn exactly. into bubblegum or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you yeah. know, Doc Brown left that part out. Yeah. But there, there's so many of those great elements in it that and the element of like 
it's such a strong thing to put in, all right, your wife was killed and now you're a time cop that could go back and fix your, I mean, your wife's probably going to be pretty pissed at you. Yeah. Be like, wait, wait, you didn't go back immediately and, uh, and, and save my ass. All you yeah. had to do was get me out of that goddamn house. Yeah. And it must've taken like a lot. Didn't he have a kid? He had a kid at the end of this movie too, didn't he? So that was the thing as when he came back 10 years later, he realizes at the mall, she knew she was pregnant. Yeah. Well, yeah. so, um, the, cop that turned on him mm-hmm. he needed her to be a witness for um the head guy ron silver the, uh, no the um oh the uh, southern guy oh yeah K- kenneth walsh okay yeah um so he went back there to go and get her mm. um and he needed to make sure there was no evidence of her being there so he went and found her little vial of blood that's right I and about behind that hers was his wife's name yeah. in another vial <laughs> Very convenient. I know, right? <laughs> and he opens it up and it says that she's pregnant. So yeah. now he knows 10 years later that she was pregnant. And once everything is set correctly, yeah. and that's where the payoff is on all these things. It's, yeah. it's, it's when uh, it's when Marty gets back and he realizes his his family is not, his father's, his mom's not an alcoholic. His yeah. father has sold his book. He's got a new truck. He's Everything is perfect. And that's what happens. Like, you were happy enough that he was going to get Mia Sarah in the future. Yeah. But then to have his like 10 year old son just run up to him and you yeah. grab him and you're like, holy shit, man, this guy's going to have a great life. Yeah. I'm really surprised that they didn't push. Maybe they didn't. I just didn't read about it in the trivia, but how they didn't push an immediate go time cop two right now. Oh yeah. I, I mean, not straight to video. That straight to video was Oh three. That was fucking nine years after this. Yeah. How the fuck did the, and the series was three years after this. That's what they thought they were going to take it. I'm, they must've talked about making it a, a movie and they decided to make it the series. Even but still three years later, that's ridiculous. You could have got Van Damme do it right afterwards. It made a hundred million dollars off a of 27 know, right? million investment. Let's wait nine years. No, let's wait nine years. Yeah. yeah. And today that would have been in production. Oh yeah. It would have been Done. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guarantee they're making they're they're already having meetings about nah, probably not with the strike right now, but they're thinking they need to make uh, have meetings for Barbie too. I guarantee they're they're not gonna not oh, have sure. a Barbie too. Yeah, and if if they're not thinking of all these different eighties, my my collection's about to get huge. Yeah, I, I want a reboot of. Uh, G.I. Joe, I want to... Uh, my cousin said that new Transformers is the best Transformers since the car- 1986 cartoon. Really? That Rise of the Beast one that yeah. came out. So I'm actually going to watch it because my cousin said that. Huh. So I, because I was never going to plan on watching it. Yeah. I, I had no, no intention it, it, on watching it. No, I haven't watched the last two. No, me neither. Uh, I, I watched the first one and I think I watched part of the second one. I saw... Oh, it. I think I saw... that. I think the last one I saw was Dark Side of the Moon. That was the third one, I think. So yeah. that So this is the fourth one. This is the one with did, all the Dinobots and stuff okay, like that. Okay, because then they did the Bumble movie and I didn't, okay, yeah, I I didn't, didn't see that I didn't see the Bumblebee movie um, and then I think there might have been one other one it might have been and then there was this the beast new one. one. Yeah, you know? I hear good things from my cousin. He have said seen, he said he couldn't believe it. Have you seen the new Ninja Turtles? I know we're off the no. track of the movie. Oh, that's fine. We're done yeah, with yeah, it anyways. Yeah. That was. Have you seen the new Ninja Turtles? No, but I've uh, heard it's fucking good, man. They, they nail a lot of the Ninja Turtle movies yeah. and TV shows. It was a Nickelodeon show that I own all four seasons of the one that that was one that had Sean Ashton, uh, Jason Biggs. Uh, those were two of the main voices in, involved in it. And there were a couple other actors mm. uh, involved in it. And it was phenomenal. They went into like all the obscure ones from the cartoon. And it, it was one of the best iterations of Ninja Turtles ever. Huh. And then 
and I like the original ones. I like the 1990 and the 92 one with the uh, the suits and everything, uh, yeah. with Ernie Reyes Jr. in it and everything. And then I love the Out of the Shadows one, that one that, that Will Narnett and Megan Fox was in. See, I talk shit, shit about her early. <laughs> but I liked her as April O'Neil. I thought she was she was way too pretty for the role, which is the problem I always have for her. And it's it's a hindrance, I guess, you want to have if you're that person. But it also is a is a bad thing. She's too pretty for, for half the shit she's up yeah. for. Yeah. It's unfortunate, it, but someone has to have I, that. No, I mean, it's true, though, Like because like you have... I, and I mean, okay, Brad Pitt, prime Brad Pitt. Was but Brad Pitt can dirty himself up, you know? Yeah. Um, Megan Fox is not dirtying herself she up. She looks like, in anything you ever see her in, in my opinion, she looks like she's getting ready to go under the camera to take photos. Yeah, on the red like, carpet. Yeah, she looks like know, she's like, right going out to the red carpet. doesn't matter if she's wearing a jeans and t-shirt. Yeah. She's made up to look as though she's going for a photo shoot. Never it, seen her without makeup in my life. Yeah. Or or with bad makeup, you know. So I guess this new uh, Turtles is like CGI animated. Yeah, Seth Rogen is behind it. I'm okay. not sure he's a voice in it, but I'm pretty sure he's one of the producers in it. And people love it. And I think for the first time, they actually have teenagers voicing the Turtles. He plays Bebop. Oh, he does do one of Jackie the voices. Jackie Chan is Splinter. That's interesting. I got to see There's this. There's so many dude. different Splinters. Like the... Uh, that last one we just had, the Out of the Shadows, uh, Tony Shalhoub played Splinter. Do you know who played? Uh, there was a great old school picture that they just released of the original cast uh-huh. from the ones that were in the suits and everything. Yeah. Do you remember who played Shredder? Who did the voice of Shredder in that? No, wait, it was the old cartoon. Sorry, not the original 1990 movie, but the cartoon. Do you know who voiced Shredder in the original cartoon? I don't. Uncle Phil from uh, from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Really? He's the voice of Shredder. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> so here's a cool little fun fact about the new one here. Um, I'll watch it for sure when it comes out on I've streaming. heard. I've heard it's really good. I'm a huge turtle guy. Um, so Bebop and Rocksteady. Seth Rogen is Bebop. John Cena That's is Rocksteady. That's good. That's good. I like That's that. That's good. I, I also, though, th- th- there's part of me that I don't know what... Are these names a draw? Maybe John Cena, but I'm wondering if half these names are a draw for kids. You know, like do they? The kids know who the fuck Jackie Chan and Seth Rogen are. They were Probably. like, "Oh, we gotta go see that new Turtles movie." Yeah, I, I hear Chan. Seth Rogen's the yeah. voice of fucking Bebop. Yeah. So I and because I don't know who these two people are, but you're right, they're kids. So uh, Nicholas Cantu is Leonardo. Micah Abbey. Yeah, I think they went in unknowns. I I think that is the good thing. At least they went that route with it, that there are actually teenagers. Yeah, Brady Brady Noon is Raphael. Um, You know, so like, yeah. But the the wide variety of turtle characters. I did not even realize how many different uh, villains and and mutations there were until I started watching that uh, Nickelodeon cartoon that came out later. It was like 2000 and... 12 maybe that it came out mm-hmm. really good uh but and then i started collecting the uh the action figures and it was like 30 people like when we grew up the, we knew about uh we knew about shredder and bebop and rocksteady and that's about it we knew krang krang, krang. Yeah, that's but, all that's all i knew but there's razar and there's so many different uh, other characters uh that are part of it and yeah. uh, karai who played uh, sh- uh sp- not splinter but shredder's uh daughter who was friends with the turtles and everything and then turned on her father and everything there was some great kind of really dramatic stuff in those old cartoons so i know that the turtles are not dead they'll be around for a long time oh yeah they've Uh, been around forever i'm excited i every time i see a new iteration of it i'm like man keep it going these 
two guys, uh, Eastman and Laird, who made this comic with the $500 their uncle gave them in their garage. Well, but also, wasn't... The movie was supposed to kind of be a, a, a joke in the first place. It, it I Well, no, the comic. The, the two guys who started the comic, uh, Eastman and Laird, wanted to make fun of uh, Daredevil. So instead of the uh, instead of the hand, which was the enemy in the yeah, uh, they, they were the foot. They made it the foot. Yeah. So almost every little element, instead of uh, uh, what's his name, Daredevil had a master, and that's where Splinter came in. They yeah. made fun of that master with Splinter. Almost every character is based off the Daredevil cart, uh, comic book, but they yeah. just did a switch revolt, and they only made that first comic. They only made, I want to say they made 200 of them. Huh. So if you can get a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one, wow, unbelievably yeah. rare. Yeah. Now, two is a little bit less rare, and then three is a little bit, and then it gets a little bit more gettable and everything. But that's how it all started, with those two guys mm. making that one comic. They made it, they had it printed themselves at a uh, fucking like printing press. They uh, they got to it, and they, they just borrowed money from family to get it done. And it's like a worldwide franchise now that has different iterations every couple of years. Cowabunga. So. Dude. I mean, it's got to be one of the best like investments to what it is now, what oh. the Empire is worth. I'm not sure. They probably sold a, a lot of their rights like early on, probably. I'm not sure if they still have it, but I, I follow the Eastman guy. He goes to all cons, and oh, he's cool. still signing shit and drawing little photos, uh, pictures for people and everything. Oh, so he's cool. still involved, but... Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know how that started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time Cop. Both Time start, Cop. Both start with a T. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I love Time Cop. Everyone out here, if you're a Van Damme fan, you'll definitely love Van, uh, Time Cop. You may not if you're not a Van Damme fan because he's not everyone's cup of tea. He's not the best actor It's a in the decent world, movie, though. But it, it's a decent movie. Yeah. You know, sometimes, and that's what happens with a lot of these, like... Not as much with Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Those guys are stars. Yeah. And I will argue that uh, Stallone is actually a good actor. And so and so is Schwarzenegger in certain things. Yeah. I think Stallone's a better actor than uh, I think so too. Uh, than Schwarzenegger. Uh, but even these like actors like Seagal and everything, those like uh, oh these guys just has a gimmick and we'll get movies out of them and everything. Yeah. Even those guys have some have some really good winners in, in their filmography. I mean, you go back and watch the Seagal movie. Oh yeah, th- th- there's hard like, to kill. I mean, a hard, a, there's a ton of them that are absolute total dog shit. Yeah. But within that dog shit, you can find Above the Law, yeah. Hard to Kill, Mark for Death, yeah. Out for Justice, yeah. Under Siege. Yeah. Under Siege is one of the ones, like Time Cop, that yeah. even escalated his his I, uh, fans. I, which one is the one where he's on the train in Alaska? Is that Under Siege 2? Uh, that's On Deadly Ground. On Deadly Ground. <laughs> that, I think, was the... Okay, I, I Yeah, that was one of his it. last ones. Yeah. I think Michael Caine was in that and everything. But Under Siege, I remember how popular that was, yeah. man. Oh, that yeah. was like the big action movie of the year. Yeah. I saw it in the movie theater. It was yeah. good. Time Lee Jones was just starting out as the bad guy in yeah, that movie. Yeah, he was good and, uh, as And Gary Busey was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica Leniak, who had just done the centerfold for Playboy and just had done Baywatch, was huge at that time. Yeah. Man, I may have to watch Under Siege. Uh, again, didn't think I'd be jumping into a Seagal movie too so soon, but... See what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles does to you. I know, man. <laughs> See, I've, well, I want to watch... Now that going through this Van Damme stuff, I think I want to watch... Uh uh, Street Fighter again, yeah. Just to see Raul Julia because Raul Julia acted like th- he was going to win an Oscar for that yeah, fucking role as, as M Bison. Uh, I mean, great. he went in there as it like was Gomez to an eleven. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and it was I think it was his last movie. I think, I it, think was. it was his last. Yeah, movie. Yeah, he did it for his kids. Yeah. Uh, oh God, man, it's so great. I love it. 
But yeah, that's Time Cop for you, man. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. And it'll definitely be one that I keep revisiting over the years. Because when, like I said, when I think of... uh, There's a lot of his movies that I could probably... I could go without watching Double Impact for the rest of my life. But I will always watch like the top four that we mentioned. I'll always watch Time Cop, Bloodsport... Uh, kickboxes, those three specifically, mm-hmm. but even like I said, like Sudden Impact has some good stuff in it and everything. Lionheart and Nowhere to Run. Is I haven't the, seen Nineheart in years. I, I, I own it. I own every one of his movies except one, for the later ones. I won't go into the story, but that one's that, you know, I've got a, a nostalgic story that attached to that really? during watching it at the theater. And so, like, it, it, it's. But also, I love that one because of the amount of like fighting in yeah. it. You know, it's very much like blood. What sport. was the premise for Lionheart? Lionheart? Do you remember? Oh yeah. Um, so he was in a foreign country. I don't know where. It was very Brussels. Much, yeah. No, he's in the desert, and he was in like um, it was very much. Uh, he was in the services of some kind, okay. and he got word that his brother had either was dying or had died and his brother had died. Um, so he comes to America to find out what happened because he was in oh, drugs. It was, it was one of those get Carter type things. Yeah. 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 And, um, and he basically has to, in order to find the person that was like, always a good premise for movie responsible. Man. He needed money. He gets into a fight. Um, his like, trainer promoter guy joshua well now i need to who's the villain in it that's where i need to find out um it's a i mean it's a woman it's a oh really six foot tall blonde woman and then that guy from um with the square jaw that's the killer in the stallone movie is it with the oh yeah brian thompson i'm looking at him right now yeah that guy from cobra yeah cobra Yeah. yeah 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 Oh, he's a fucking... He's got to be the main bad guy. He's no, a, he's, no. He's, he's just he's, like the muscle? He's, he's not even. He's like just a, a an intimidating uh, gopher. You Michael Quiz is in this, the guy from Kickboxer. The, uh, the, the main villain that he fights in Kickboxer. He's in this. Let's see. Um, this is what he looks like now, but remember, he, he was the one that he fought in Kickboxer. Yeah. Um, that's that's the dude that he fights yeah, at the he very end. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That guy. Um, yeah, dude, it's just, it's just an entertaining fight movie because he goes through like the, the underground boxing circuit, you know, I'll um, definitely gonna check it out. I could fall down a, a, a rabbit hole of those action guys for sure. That's why I, that's why I'll never knock them. I own them all. Yeah. I, I own yeah, all the yeah. Seagal movies. I own all the Van Damme movies yeah. because sometimes when you watch one, you want to watch like yeah. three or four of them because they're all the same feel. They were all done at the same time. They yep. pump those things out like. Quick. They were good though, but I mean, Bloodsport to me is top yeah. damn damn movie ever. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. My top two would definitely be Bloodsport and Time Cop. Those Even are my though, two come to find out, the whole like Frank Duke story, yeah. is all bullshit. Yeah. Sounds Frank- similar to like The Blind Side. Yeah, the, there's a real guy named Frank Dukes. Yeah. He made it all up. That's hilarious. He wrote a book about it. He said that he was this karate champion and everything like that. I think he was even on the fucking Today Show. Wow. And like he couldn't do what he said he was going to do. Yeah. And like That's when you'd be like, hey, it was a movie, man. Yeah. No exactly. one's telling you. Well, did you hear about The Blind Side? What came out just yesterday about no. The Blind Side? Well, the, the main kid, you know. Yeah, the, Mike uh, Lore. Well, he came out and said in February of 2023, he found out he was not actually. Uh, adopted by that family. They had him sign a conservatorship and he thought it was adoption papers. So they control all his money. 
What? And they lied to him, and they kept all the money from the blind side that they made. He got no money off of it. So you mean he's, the little kid in the movie in uh, real life? Well, I did he play himself in the movie? Is that my, what it was? He might have. Yeah, the football player, the big black kid. Oh, I don't know if it's it's the, definitely the real one, but I'm not sure if he played him. Michael in the movie. Orr is the NFL. Football yeah, yeah. Player. Michael Orr is the one who 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 did it. He found out that those that couple what? did not actually adopt him. They tricked him and they had him sign all shady style a conservatorship, which would put his money in their hands, and they kept. All the money from the blind side that they made off that movie. Millions and millions of dollars. Wow. Even Sandra Bullock's like, I had no fucking clue. And no one's blaming Sandra Bullock. You, of you're, course You're not. part of the movie. Uh, but, oh my God, those guys are going to get in deep shit. It just broke yesterday. It was on all the late night news and everything. So, so check it out, man. It's going to... And those guys were living the high life and not anymore. Oof, man. God, man. That is some shady ass People shit, are man. bastards, man. They are, and they're greedy. You didn't have to do that. You guys could have all benefited from that yep. money. Yep. You did not have to do that. Yep. People get a taste, and they just get greedy and greedy and greedy. It's the American way. It's terrible. <laughs> Oh, that's not the way to end it, but whatever. <laughs> we got some exciting stuff coming up in the future. Uh, I had mentioned earlier, me and Dave are going to be doing U.S. Marshals. Uh, yeah. We're huge uh, fugitive fans, and I just rewatched U.S. Marshals, and there was so much good stuff in that movie to talk about. So we're going to be talking about that. Me and Justin are going to be talking about, I think, the Super in the next couple weeks, uh, which is the great early 90s Joe Pesci uh, slumlord movie, which I saw in the theater. I absolutely love. So much fun. So much fun. Uh, and uh, there's also another couple of movies that we're, uh, that we're kind of bouncing around talking about. So we got some good stuff coming up. If you want to leave us a like or a comment on our two uh, platforms, we'd appreciate, which are SoundCloud and iTunes. Or you could send us a email, fascinatingfilms at gmail.com. Or you could just uh, shoot me or Justin a message. Dave's not on Facebook, but me and Justin are. You could shoot me and Justin a message on our Facebook page, Fascinating with Films. We got some exciting stuff coming your way. But until next week. See ya. Peace. Damn it, Ricky. I catch you fucking this machine again, I'll break your neck. Sorry, Chief.